Lao Tzu, the ancient Chinese philosopher, said, Tao created one, one created two, two created three, three created all the myriad things. This suggests that the world is formed from Tao. Chinese people greatly value the Tao, or the Way. In Chinese, the concept of moral standards is denoted by the two characters Tao De, meaning the Way, and virtue. Any behavior not conforming to moral standards was said to not follow the principle of Tao. In ancient times, a brutal emperor would be called a decadent ruler who lacks the Tao. Even farmers in revolt posted banners proclaiming, Achieve the Way on behalf of Heaven. The Chinese traditionally believed in the unity of Heaven and humanity. Lao Tzu said in his book, Tao Te Ching, Man follows the earth, the earth follows Heaven, Heaven follows the Tao, and the Tao follows what is natural. The Tao of the universe does not change, and the universe runs according to the Tao, in an orderly manner. The earth follows the changes of heaven. Therefore, it has four distinct seasons. By respecting heaven and the earth, humankind enjoys a harmonious life of gratitude and blessings. This is reflected in the expression, heaven's favorable timing, earth's advantageous terrain, and harmony among the people. Astronomy, geography, the calendar system, medicine, literature, and even social structures all follow this understanding according to traditional Chinese thought. For over 5,000 years, profound insights offered by sages and philosophers about heaven, earth, and the universe have been passed down from generation to generation. This wisdom has nurtured the Chinese people and created one glorious era after another. In the last hundred years, while China was in great peril, the communist specter took the opportunity to enter the scene and seized political power by the use of brutal cruelty, controlling people with violence and lies and promoting man over nature and a philosophy of struggle. Chairman Mao Zedong said, Battling with heaven is endless joy, fighting with the earth is endless joy, and struggling with humanity is endless joy. The Communist Party despises heaven, earth, nature, and morality. It is an extremely malevolent force against the universe, causing limitless agony and tragedy. It has also pushed China's 5,000-year civilization to the brink of destruction. Chinese have been living by a moral standard based on benevolence, righteousness, propriety, wisdom, and faithfulness. Popular sayings included, Men at birth are naturally good, and The heart of compassion is possessed by all people alike. Man's inborn nature aspires to kindness. Morality and justice are the most fundamentally important criteria for human beings.
the Communist Party disregards these fundamental criteria, human nature, and morals. It materializes and mechanizes human beings. It classifies people into different categories based on wealth, family background, and so-called class components, and stresses that class conflict shouldn't be harmonized. People who were labeled as advanced class were transformed into frenetic revolutionary tools and rebellious revolutionary ruffians. Those labeled as reactionary class were, whether good or bad, cast deep into hell with no chance of being rehabilitated. The Communist Party's standard for classifying people has changed frequently and unpredictably. Yesterday's revolutionaries could be the target of today's attacks. The decades of on-again, off-again political movements have made Chinese people realize that right or wrong is not important in the communist society. The only way to survive is to follow the party closely. In Chinese society today, people have lost their standard of good and evil, virtue and vice. Virtue is regarded as foolish and a sign of weakness. The Chinese saying, life will get the best of you if you don't look out for number one, has become many people's motto. People stop at nothing for personal gain. For the Communist Party, a human being is an animal or even a machine. The Communist Party's goal is to control people and gradually change them into rebellious, revolutionary ruffians. Marx said, Material forces can only be overthrown by material force. Theory also becomes a material force as soon as it is gripped by the masses. He believed that human history is nothing but the continuous evolution of human nature, and that human nature is in fact class nature. He posited that there is nothing inherent and inborn, only products of the environment. He argued that a human being is a social man, disagreeing with the natural man concept postulated by Feuerbach. Lenin believed that Marxism cannot be generated naturally among the proletariat, but must be infused from outside. Lenin tried his best, but could not cause workers to shift from the economic struggle to the battle for political power. So he pinned his hopes on the conditioned reflex theory put forth by Nobel Prize winner Ivan Petrovich Pavlov. Lenin said this theory, quote, has significant meaning for the proletariat all around the world, unquote. Trotsky even vainly hoped that conditioned reflex would not only psychologically change a person, but also physically change the person. In the same way that a dog drools once it hears the lunch bell ringing, soldiers would be expected to rush ahead bravely upon hearing gunshots, devoting their lives to the Communist Party. Since ancient times, people have believed that rewards come from effort and labor. Through hard work, one gains a prosperous life. People have contempt for indolence and consider reaping benefits without working immoral. However, after the Communist Party spread to China like a plague, it encouraged social scum and idlers to divide up the land, rob private property, and tyrannize men and women, 
these things were even done publicly and legally. Respecting one's elders and teachers and respecting knowledge has been a Chinese tradition for several thousand years. Yet, in the Cultural Revolution, the Chinese Communist Party encouraged students to assault and bully teachers. Knowledge was condemned. It was said that, quote, the more knowledgeable one is, the more reactionary, unquote. The concept of being respectful to teachers and knowledge was quickly erased from the minds of that generation. On August 5, 1966, Bian Zhongyun, a teacher of the affiliated girls' high school of Beijing Normal University, was paraded around by her female students on the street, wearing a tall dunce hat and ink-stained clothes, carrying an insulting black board over her neck. She was surrounded by students drumming on trash cans. She was forced to her knees on the ground, beaten with a wooden stick spiked with nails, and burned with boiling water. A living and breathing Bian Zhongyun was tortured to death on the spot. In another story, the woman principal of the affiliated high school of Beijing University was forced by students to knock on a broken wash basin and yell, I am a bad element. Her hair was shaved to humiliate her. Her head was beaten bloody while she was forced to crawl on the ground. During those years of the re-education of intellectuals, professors from Tsinghua University were banished to Carp Island in Nanjing, Jiangxi province. Schistosomiasis was so common there that a labor camp originally located there had to move. Upon touching the river water, these professors were infected and developed cirrhosis, losing their ability to work and live. Everyone thinks to be clean is good, and to be dirty is bad. The Chinese Communist Party promotes getting mud all over the body and covering your hands with calluses, and celebrates your hands are dirty and your feet smeared with cow dung. People like this were considered to be the most revolutionary, and they could attend universities, join the party, be promoted, and become party leaders. Affection is a natural human emotion. Affection among husbands and wives, children, parents, friends, and in society is normal. Through incessant political campaigns over several decades, the Chinese Communist Party has forced people to fight with people. Under intense pressure and terror, it has been common for parents and children to report on each other, or husbands and wives to expose each other, family relations were often renounced. The Communist Party suppresses human beings' virtuous nature. It promotes, encourages, and uses the evil side of humanity to strengthen its rule. The Communist Party has systematically destroyed universal moral standards in an attempt to demolish the concepts of good and evil and of honor and shame that have been maintained by humankind for thousands of years. The Communist Party crushed Chinese people's courage to speak the truth and turned Chinese people into spineless cowards. In the name of helping the Communist Party rectify itself, the anti-rightist movement in 1957 called upon intellectuals and the general public to make suggestions to the Communist Party. 
When people bravely and sincerely talked about what was really on their minds, they were accused of being anti-communist, labeled as rightist, and sent to forced labor for one or two decades. Their families were implicated. In 1969, a regular female Communist Party member, Zhang Zhexin, was thrown into jail for expressing a different view on the Cultural Revolution than the official one. Because she held on to her view, prison guards many times stripped off her clothes, handcuffed her hands behind her back, and threw her into prison cells filled with men, letting the prisoners gang rape her. She became insane in the end. Yet in spite of this, when she was about to be executed, the prison guards feared she would cry out in protest. They held her head down and sliced open her throat without any anesthetic. After the 10 years of the Cultural Revolution ended, in order to earn back people's loyalty, the CCP brought justice to many people, restoring their good reputation, including that of Zhang Zhixin. Nonetheless, it has always followed its tradition of persecuting people who dare to speak the truth. Without the party's permission, no media exposure of the dark side of the party is allowed. The International Organization of Journalists revealed that among all nations in the world, China has the largest number of journalists in detention. In 1998 and 1999, Zhang Weiping, chief of the Hong Kong-based One Weipao newspaper liaison office in northeast China, published articles under an alias in Hong Kong magazines. The articles exposed government corruption and criticized a high-ranking official, Bo Shilai. As a result, Zhang Weiping was secretly arrested and sentenced to a six-year prison term allegedly for leaking state secrets and inciting subversion of the state's political power. His wife was also detained because she tried to help her husband. When officials at different levels were handling his case, they were all aware of the injustice, but no one dared to openly discuss it. By persecuting a man who dared to speak the truth, the Communist Party again showed the Chinese people the consequences of defying the party's will and speaking the truth. One cruel lesson after another have made the Chinese people consider honesty and speaking the truth synonymous with danger and asking for trouble. Lies and counterfeit merchandise prevail from government to civilian organizations. Although people's material wealth has increased, the trust and care among them has diminished. Engels said that freedom is the recognition of inevitability. Mao Zedong added, and the reformation of the world. This final touch fully brought to light the Chinese Communist Party's view of nature, namely, as something to be changed and to be conquered. The popular folk songs during the Great Leap Forward show the arrogance and stupidity of the party, showing how they dared to challenge nature. The lyrics go, I can make the mountains bow and have the rivers step aside. There's no jade emperor in heaven 
and there's no Dragon King on Earth. I am the Jade Emperor, and I am the Dragon King. I order the three mountains and five gorges to step aside. Here I come. Indeed, the Communist Party has come. With it comes the destruction of the balance of nature and the original harmonious world. Under its agricultural policy of keeping grain as a key link, the Chinese Communist Party converted to farmland large areas of mountain slopes and grasslands that were unsuitable for farming, even filling rivers and lakes to make cropland. What was the result? The CCP claimed that the grain production in 1952 exceeded that of the nationalist period. The CCP did not reveal, however, that it wasn't until 1972 that the total grain production in China exceeded that of the peaceful Qianlong reign during the Qing dynasty. To this day, China's per capita grain production is far below that of the Qing dynasty and is one-third of that of the Song dynasty when agriculture was at its peak in Chinese history. The indiscriminate cutting of trees, leveling of rivers, and filling of lakes have caused drastic ecological deterioration in China. China's ecosystem is on the brink of collapse. The drying up of the Hai River and the Yellow River and the pollution of the Huai and the Yangtze Rivers sever the lifeline of the Chinese nation. With the disappearance of grasslands in Gansu, Qinghai, Inner Mongolia and Xinjiang, sandstorms have entered the central plains. In the 1950s, under the guidance of Soviet experts, the CCP built the Sanmen Sha hydroelectric power station on the Yellow River. To this day, this power station has the generating capacity of only a medium-sized river, despite the fact that the Yellow River is the second largest river in China. To make matters worse, the project has also led to an accumulation of mud and sand in the river's upper reaches and raised the height of the riverbed. Because of this, even a moderate flood brings enormous loss of life and property to people on both sides of the riverbanks. In the 2003 flood of the Wei River, the peak volume was 3,700 cubic meters per second, a level that might occur every three to five years. Yet, that flood caused a disaster unprecedented in the past 50 years. A multitude of large-scale reservoirs were built in Hunan province. In 1975, the dams of these reservoirs collapsed one after another. Within two hours, 60,000 people drowned. The total death toll was as high as 200,000. Today, the CCP continues wanton acts of destruction against the land of China. The construction of the Three Gorges Dam, which was officially started at the end of 1994, was another dam construction the CCP attempted to monumentalize. The Xinhua News Agency said, the construction of the Three Gorges Dam was a great project that conformed to Zhang's Three Represents, and that the construction of the Three Gorges Dam was a brilliant joint decision made possible by three generations of leaders in the party central. Yet, a series of serious consequences have surfaced along the way. 
About two million people have been forced to leave their homes behind, creating some unsurmountable challenges. The 600-kilometer-long reservoir will flood over 250,000 acres of precious farmland and 1,300 historical cultural sites. It will bring unpredictable damage to the environment along the Yangtze River. Amid the hype about great dams for so many years, the Three Gorges Dam will probably be the most disastrous of all. In the hexagrams, or Bagua, of the Book of Changes, China's ancestors regarded heaven as Jian, or the creative, and revered it as the heavenly Tao. They considered the earth as Kun, or the receptive, and respected receptive virtues. The Book of Changes teaches us the proper attitude toward the heavenly Tao and earthly virtues. To follow heaven, abide by the earth, and respect nature. The CCP, however, in violation of Chen and Kun, promotes battling with heaven and fighting with the earth. It has plundered the earth's resources at its will. In the end, it will inevitably be punished by heaven, the earth, and the law of nature. There is a Chinese saying which goes, you do not know the true face of mountain Lu precisely because you are on the mountain as little tiny beings in the boundless vast universe mankind will never be able to understand the complete makeup of the universe from aristotle and newton to einstein many believe in the existence of a prevailing law in the universe humanity has never stopped probing for the truth of the universe through various means in addition to scientific exploration religion, faith, and cultivation have always been approaches mankind has taken to undercover the mysteries of life and the universe. True scientists hold a very broad outlook of the universe and will not deny the unknown using the current limited science. Renowned scientist Newton, for example, in his seminal book, Principles of Mathematics, published in 1678, explained in detail the principles of mechanics tidal formation, and planetary movement, and calculated the movements of the solar system. Newton, who was so eminently accomplished, said repeatedly that his book offered a mere description of surface phenomena, and that he did not dare to speak about the real meaning of the ultimate God in creating the universe. In the second edition of Principles of Mathematics, in expressing his faith, Newton wrote, this most beautiful system of sun, planets, and comets could only proceed from the counsel and dominion of an intelligent and powerful being. As a blind man has no idea of colors, so we have no idea of the manner by which the all-wise God perceives and understands all things. The People's Daily Newspaper published the following statements in an article entitled Upholding Science and Destroying Superstition, 
on June 21, 1999. Our Communist Party's history is a history of upholding science and destroying superstition. Evidence has shown that Marxism's scientific world outlook is a powerful weapon of thought for us to defeat all enemies and all difficult obstacles. Based on this absurd understanding of the world, the Communist Party claims to be the embodiment of science and to represent the truth. It advocates things that conform to its narrow theory and calls everything outside of its own theories false science or superstition. Whether it is different thinking, a new aspect in the scientific field, or a religion with several thousand years of history, the Communist Party attacks, condemns, and censors it until it can no longer exist. The Russian Communist Party, used to criticize the theories of relativity, quantum physics, and the theories of the universe. After it came to power in 1949, the Chinese Communist Party closely followed Russia and demolished any anti-Marxism or anti-Leninism theory. Many professors' political thinking and ideas about class differentiation were harshly criticized because their academic views conflicted with the government's official guidelines. On June 29, 1952, the People's Daily published an article announcing that the Russian geneticist Maturian's biological theory was of the proletariat nature. Whereas Morgan's theories of genetics, which was commonly acknowledged at the time in the global biological community, was criticized as idealism, reactionary, supporting the capitalist class, false science, and even fascism. During the Great Leap Forward in 1958, the ideology of the day is summed up by the following saying, however daring human beings are, that's how productive the earth is. This saying was considered to be the truth and any experts who thought differently were ruthlessly denounced and criticized. Today, modern medical science, research on the soul, reflective research on evolution, and other new scientific fields around the world have been denounced as false science and are being suppressed and attacked in China because they are not in accordance with communist doctrine. Science is a means for mankind to explore nature, Yet the Chinese Communist Party has used many ways to monopolize and manipulate science. The manipulation is all-encompassing, influencing everything from education to scientific research. It has suffocated Chinese people's creativity and independent thinking, their spirit to explore unknown territory, and their courage to reflect on traditional theories. For thousands of years, faith has been mankind's experience and a way of understanding the relationship between man and the universe. Faith should lie beyond the management of a political party. The Communist Party believes in materialism and atheism, which oppose mankind's traditional beliefs. People's faith in God made it difficult for the Communist Party to promote communism. Consequently, ever since its earliest establishment, the party has been extremely afraid of various orthodox faiths. So, it turned around and accused religion of being an opiate for the masses, keeping them numb to the truth. The Communist Party forces people to believe that a human being is no more than a high-level animal who can talk and use tools. It advocates that there is no God, no Buddha, no past lives, no afterlife, and no ultimate price to pay 
for one's misdeeds. Without exception, after the Communist Party seized the reins, in order to strengthen their power, the party leaders deified themselves. One quote from the day, Chairman Mao is the great savior of the people. The Communist Party is like the sun. It brightens everything it shines upon. Yet, people who truly believe in God will not consider their political leaders to be gods. In light of this, the Orthodox faiths posed a serious challenge to the Communist Party's policy of keeping people ignorant. Ever since the Chinese Communist Party took power, it has destroyed temples, burnt scriptures, persecuted priests and monks, and sent party members to infiltrate religious organizations and to take positions as religious leaders. It has resorted to violence and imprisonment to force the people to worship the Communist Party first, and then God or Buddha. Step by step, in the large-scale political movements over the past decades, the Communist Party leaders have been portrayed as gods. Meanwhile, the righteous faith in Chinese people's minds, which has been passed down for thousands of years, has been destroyed. When the gods created by man exposed their true faces as time went by, when Chinese people lost the halo of God in their minds, what was left in China was a spiritual void. After being fooled and having their ideals crushed for the generations of older Chinese, the decades of loss and pain have made them doubt everything. The younger Chinese generations have rejected faith, the incessant pursuit of material comfort and an indecorous attitude toward life have destroyed Chinese people's moral restraints. The Communist Party has not only wantonly destroyed people's lives and property, it has taken away the morality and soul of the Chinese people, which had been passed down for thousands of years. As an evil specter that opposes nature, heaven, earth, and humanity, the Communist Party has no righteousness. The repeated violence and lies that have followed the same pattern, the ever-changing stance and ever-changing interpretations, the wicked behavior of latching on to everything to drill into the bone and suck out the marrow, and the ferocious attempt to destroy the upright principles of heaven, earth, and the human world, all have been done for the sake of maintaining this wicked specter's life. The Communist Party makes itself an enemy of everything in the universe. Because of this, from the very beginning, it is doomed to be buffeted by one crisis after another, and is destined to be eliminated by the universe. As the first paragraph in the Communist Manifesto says, all the powers of old Europe have entered into a holy alliance to exorcise this specter. In China, the Communist Party has had the same experience, from the Maru incident and the April 12th purge of the party, to being besieged five times in areas they controlled by the KMT, and eventually to being forced to retreat in the Long March. The CCP has always faced the crisis of its own elimination. One political movement after another, from when the CCP took power to the so-called economic reforms which completely abandoned socialist theory, 
These are nothing but struggles made up by the Communist Party when it encountered life-and-death crisis over and over again. Today, communism has failed across the globe. Jiang Zemin, the former leader of the last major communist regime in the world, said to a correspondent of the Washington Post in March 2001, When I was young, I thought the ideals of communism would be reached very quickly, but now I don't feel like this. At present, those who truly believe in communism are few and far between. The CCP clings desperately to its so-called communist theory, fooling itself and others simply for the sake of maintaining the legality of its regime. The communist movement is destined to fail. Though the Chinese Communist Party has survived many crises by frequently changing its appearance and clinging to desperate contrivances, its inevitable doom is clear to the whole world. The vast universe carries with it the irrefutable will of heaven, which can also be called the will of the divine or the law and force of nature. Humanity will have a future only if it respects heaven's will, follows the course of nature, observes the law of the universe, and loves all beings under heaven.